Hi there, gang. Dr. J, Steve Jensen from the National Sales Academy and Impact Training Corporation. As some of you know, I like to uh, bring experts and people that actually make a massive difference into different industries. And, you know, I do a lot of work in the health and fitness industry, as most of you know. And it's always great to actually team up with people that are, are really close friends, but also have had a journey. And today, we have Mel Tempest, who's going to be giving us a, a little bit of an insight, not just about the health and fitness businesses and so forth, but also what she's done online. Now, this woman actually is an influencer uh, online, as well as in the community. Now, I met Mel many, many hundreds of years ago. She wouldn't like to say that, but she's, uh, uh, well, what we were, we're, we were people just wanting to make a difference. She had her own club. And uh, she then went into an entrepreneurial model where she bought property. She moved her club. And then now she's actually, um, her club has got so big, she now wants to share some of the things online. And what she did was she started to talk online, having a little bit of, let's say, um, a presence. And what happened is she started to create models. What the models are is actually ways to actually connect with people and make a difference and actually have, uh, let's say, a voice. Now, what she's actually, a, she's a mum, she's a, she's a wife, she's also an entrepreneur and an international presenter now. She's taken and she's got her own events now. And her events came from, you know, spruiking online and making sure there was a, a need for it and went to market. So, Mel, welcome uh, to our interview. Hi, Steve. How are you? And thank you very much for having me on Thunder Thursday. Yes, I know. And I've got you in between all of your busy stuff. And most of the time, I catch you when you're in the car going to your business and, and, uh, and, doing, and doing your magic. So thanks for joining me. You're very welcome. And yes, you do always get me in the car, but I love chatting to you. So it's, it's, it's a great thing to happen when you're driving along in silence. <laughs> and then I get make you late for your class. Oh, got to go. That has yeah. happened. That has happened. <laughs> Look, um, as I said in the introduction, uh, you've done some, a, a, a lot of things. You've been in the fitness industry for a very long time. You're an entrepreneur. You never, you, 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 you never get, um, let's say, beaten. You're always uh, are a winner. But one of the things you've done incredibly well is, is, is made the, the, the internet, the, the social media, uh, a place where you've got a voice. And um, I'd like to just have a, I know your full story, but we don't have time for it today. But just uh, who, is, who is Mel Tempest? And, um, you know, uh, what does she do? Um, Mel Tempest is um, an opportunist, but also somebody who likes to give everybody else opportunity. And I think it's really, really important nowadays to be doing that. So I'm an advocate of give everybody opportunity. It was given to me once. Um, and now I love to pass it on to everybody. And I love to help people along the way. So if somebody's got a product and I believe in it, then I, I want to help them with their product and for them to also, you know, to be able to market it in a positive way. So I just look at myself as a positive agitator, an opportunist, but somebody that also loves to give everybody else an opportunity as well. Well, you've certainly done that with your, uh, um, your, your online websites and also your community you've created. You've got so many different types of ways that you're helping people collaborate. So I want to start with that. Um, how did you start on your journey on the online uh, process and, and, and having that, um, let's say, uh, thought process to get, to get online to have a presence? Well, obviously, it started with the club first. And um, 10 years ago, when Facebook advertising was just starting, nobody was jumping into that pond. Everybody was sticking with radio and with newspaper. And I sort of thought to myself, hold on a moment, 
I've got a website and now I've got Facebook. I should be able to put the website onto Facebook. And that's how it all started. So you can't break social media. Okay, so if you put a post up and it doesn't look right, you just delete it. So that's where the journey started. Um, to be quite honest with you, it just started with doing really basic stuff like copying URLs that were on my website and then putting them into posts on my Facebook page. And what I found was, oh, wow, I'm able to put that there. And then what I started doing was selling memberships on my Facebook page and I actually started to ignore my website. So that's how it all started originally. And why did you... Um go to social media. I mean, as you correctly said, a lot of people use radio, um, newspapers, they're still newspapers, still good, but all that's online these days. But uh, you were the one of the very first people, um, you're out, out actually in a, um, a country town almost, it's uh, called Ballarat, very famous in Australia for you guys from overseas. It's uh, where they make all the, or they find all the gold. Um, but why did you use the, the social media? And uh, why did you think that was going to be a, a good avenue? Uh, because nobody else was doing it. And everybody likes new and everybody wants to be a part of new. So I wanted to be part of new, but I also wanted those people who were on my Facebook uh, platform to be, to be um, part of something that, that was new and exciting. So what it meant was by me putting up, you know, things like memberships for sale, uh, information on health and wellness, those people who were already on my Facebook page would then go out and tell their friends and their friends would tell somebody else. And because they weren't getting that experience, anywhere else that drove more people to our platform. So I believe by being an early adopter that you actually get your, your finger in the pie at the right time, you get a hold of the right audience. And then if you nurture them through the experience, that then becomes obviously revenue for you. Yes. Well, look, um, you're certainly an early adopter in, 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 in every sense. I mean, even some of the equipment you have in your, your club, uh, some of the technology, always the very first to put it in. So, but so many people aren't early adopters, Mel. And uh, as you know, and you've been in the fitness industry for a very long time, and it takes some people um, to have some people doing it already. Now, as you know, Every, every person or most people are on social media, whether it's on Instagram, um, LinkedIn, um, or, or Facebook. Now, now that it's a, um, let's say, a common thing, you've got to be ahead of the game. So given that you've done all the early, early adoption stuff, I'd love for you to tell everybody, our listeners, um, what some of the, the big mistakes, not in the early days, but what are some of the mistakes you've made in, the, in recent times where now everyone's doing it, uh, even someone as experienced as you? I'd love to know what some of the mistakes and, and how you rectified those mistakes. Uh, mistakes with social media? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think being a reactor to what the consumer may put out on social media. So as a club owner, somebody might say something negative about your business. In the very, very early stages, you would jump on and react straight away to that. Um, now, I don't do it at all. I just sort of go, you're entitled to your opinion, and I just leave it there. I don't even acknowledge it with a, a like button. Some people might think that that's the wrong thing to do. But as we all know on social media, if you become a reactor, then it can become a news thread that blows completely out of proportion. And nowadays, people are a little bit more savvy, so they screenshot things and then they pass it around. So that, that can become a bad thing for your business. So, you know, my, my first piece of advice would be if somebody puts something negative out there about you, take a step back, think about it, don't react. Um, and, yeah, try, try and move on from that. You know, look, 
in terms of like marketing and stuff like that, I've probably spent a lot of money and wasted a lot of money not knowing how to do certain things. So that's when I've sort of said, okay, I know I'm really good at this, but I'm really bad at that. So then I go out and I employ somebody that's outside of my business space to then help me with that. Um, But don't be afraid either of wasting money also just to test the market out. I think that's pretty important. Okay, so let's talk about that for a moment because you, you, you hit on a, a something that I'm, I'm a big believer in too. And I think um, do things that you're good at and that you're interested in. But when you get to a place where, let's say, you're struggling and, you, and you're making too many mistakes and it becomes, let's say, not just a, um, an exercise of wasting a little bit of money, but it becomes perpetual drain. Um, when you said you went out there and you got experts to do things, what were some of the things that you found given that you've got a lot of experience in this area that you were struggling with to, to get done right? Um, you know, Steve, it's not that you struggle with it. It's that you don't want to do it because it's not your core thing that makes you happy. So if it's not making you happy, give it to somebody who wants to do it. That's their business. So just for incidents, after a few years, I, I got sick of doing text messaging. So I gave my text messaging in my club to, to somebody else. I outsourced it. You know, doing graphics, I outsource that now. Um, getting somebody to write really great content that understands what you're saying, but to deliver it in a way that is more understandable across your platform. So get somebody else to do that. You can't be good at everything, but the things that you are great, concentrate on that and then get somebody else to come on board and help you sell that message in a better way so that you then get a better return of income. You, you can't be great at everything. It's just impossible. No, yeah. Look, we, we have a slogan, uh, as you know, uh, you can't do it alone. I'm a big advocate of, of um, outsourcing. And uh, so I'll just re- recap that a little bit for the listeners. So um, one of the things is making sure that if you get a negative post, don't react to it because it creates an enormous big threat and, and, and usually an argument because it's all based on opinion. That's number one. Number two, um, if you're not liking doing something, it's not making you happy and maybe then you become a little bit ordinary at doing it, outsource it or get one of your team members to do it, such as the text messaging. And then you said something that's dear to my heart is the, uh, the graphics and so forth. It's so important to get a graphics that aren't just from iStock or, um, um, that you purchase there. They got to be graphics that you get photographers in, but also get someone to tweak them up and you get people in and to do those types of things because, uh, and then you've got a graphic designer, um, Mr. Mr. Jack Lee and a, and a few of the others that we both use and then copy. Oh, look, I don't know about you, but I, 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 I like the words, but I do take a long time to do it. So I'm a big believer in actually putting out um, uh, to copywriters and proofreaders too. So is that something you're doing too? So we're on the same page. So there's uh, four things, guys, that um, Mel's saying, look, get on social media, do your bits and pieces. But when you get to the point where those things are not your forte and you don't enjoy doing them, flip them and, um, and get rid of them. Good, good, good advice. And uh, I must say, it does save a lot of time and money because most of the time when we do it ourselves, we muck it up. Well, I know I do anyway. <laughs> I have certainly done that, Steve. I've certainly done that. If you could pick one thing that has been the biggest mistake as far as costing you money that didn't work, and let's say I'm going into the, the, the areas and, uh, which you're very good at, at marketing and lead generation. A lot of guys scream out poor mouth about um, lead gen. And we spend a whole ton of money on Facebook ads or, or whatever the case may be. And I'm talking 
uh, online now. What is one of the big mistakes that you could tell everyone about and how could they avoid it? Um, I'll, I'll take a really big step back if that's okay. Yeah. Um, when I first opened the club, I just assumed because I hadn't been taught differently that it was all about how many members you have. And that is so inaccurate. It's about turnover and it's about profit. So don't assume that the more members you get or the more likes you get on Facebook, the better it is for you. It's about what you do with those that are under your roof as members. So my, my biggest mistake was thinking the more members I had coming through the door, the better, when really it was about retaining those that were already under my roof and giving them great value and great experience. The same with social media. Don't ever assume because you've got 100 likes that um, you're eating a bit. It's about the content that you put out and how the content is going to change somebody, an individual or a business. It's about the content. It's not about you can get 100 likes out of putting a photo up of a cat or a dog, but that's not going to change anybody's life or change anybody's business. Mm. So it's more about content and it's more about looking after those that are under your roof. So the biggest mistake is to falsify yourself in believing that it's about how many members I've got and how many likes I get. Forget about that, because that's, that's not what it's about at all. Right. Look, it's a, it's a lovely way of thinking, and uh, it's something for everyone to listen to. The, what, are you talk, what are you thinking right now, guys? What are you thinking? Are you thinking about your membership? Or are you thinking about, well, um, what can we do to uh, make a difference to them one, when they are a member, but also before they're a member? So it's a, about content that actually gives. And uh, I think that's great advice. And as, as we know, you can have lots of members, but um, it, it's sometimes uh, the pricing is wrong or uh, they're not buying the right things. And, you know, the big P word comes into it and they don't talk, we don't have any profit. So um, good advice, Mel. One thing I, I'd like to talk to you about, and I know you're very good at this, branding. You're very good at creating logos and um, having a brand. You've got a, actually uh, um, a specific uh, style of branding. I'd like you to get, uh, give, uh, share some ways of getting personal branding, but also presence out into, into the marketplace. You've been very, very successful at doing it, Mel, with, uh, you know, with, your, um, with your podcasts and, and also your communities and your events. But when they see your picture or your logo, there is definitely a brand um, and there's, there's the colors, but also there's a, a fonting and so forth. But also what comes with it is what you do on a regular basis to help everybody. So if you could give people three things that they could do to improve their personal brand and to make sure that they have a presence out there in, in the social media uh, on, the, on the internet, so to speak, what would it be? Um, Steve, great question. Your branding needs to be authentic. It needs to represent who you are. Don't falsify who you are because you'll become, that'll become undone. So be authentic in who you are. Um, ask questions about yourself to other people and ask them. So I would say to Steve, Steve, does this represent who I am or does it falsify who I am? So ask people, who, who, who do you think I am? Who do you think I represent? I think that's really, really important. I think a lot of people want to go out there and be seen as um, the expert in their niche, um, you know, the person that everybody loves. And sometimes we falsify our own brand in fear of being who we really are. 
Um, so being authentic, don't falsify who you are um, and ask others about, about yourself and, and what do they see and then try and project that across your brand. I think then what's really important is to get somebody on board who understands you and who you are and doesn't just go for generic. So, you know, why would I want, let's say, just for an example, somebody has designed Steve's brand. What happens is I then hire that person and they design Mal's brand, but it's really identical to Steve's brand. And this person hasn't taken the time to get to know Mal and who Mal's about. So it's very important if you want the right message to go out there, that that person understands you as an individual. If that means that you've got to go from, you know, graphic designer to graphic designer, from photographer to photographer, until you find the right person, then that's okay. Because you need to remember that once your brand is out there, that's going to personify you, you know, personify you but forever and ever. You can't change it. The one thing you cannot change in business is a person's perception because you never, ever, ever get that option to know another person's perception about you. So you want to ensure that your brand is selling who you are. That's good advice. I, I'm, uh, I must say that um, I'm just thinking about when you're, you're talking there, Mel, and um, the people that actually work with me, I've actually had working with me as my inner circle for uh, well over 10 years. And isn't it interesting, you've just said that, uh, if I do an article or whatever, I'll get uh, this person, uh, and we both use uh, the wonderful Anna Lee uh, to, to look at um, my material and, 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 and some of yours. And they know how we speak and how we, how, what message we're wanting to get across. So um, that's for the copywriting. And, uh, you know, we both use a very similar a, a graphic designer. They know what you stand for because they have had, a, let's say, a taste for it for a while. So that's great advice. Um, so, guys, if you've got your copy and, and uh, also your, your graphics and so forth, try to get somebody that understands you and your content um, and what you're standing for and what you're trying to achieve. What I tell our guys, and I'm sure you do too, is what's the big picture, not just a little one. Where is it going to go? And, uh, and then get these experts to help you along the way. Gone are the days of doing your own logos. I mean, we've all done that. <laughs> uh, that and that's, you know, Steve, with what we just discussed, if you don't mind me saying, that the same needs to be said for your club marketing. Mm. Because your club marketing is different to who you are as a brand. So club owners need to understand that when they do their branding, it needs to be demographic branding. It can't be from iStock. It can't be, you know, a couple of pictures off somebody else's Facebook page. It needs to be about who their community is. So when they're selling their club, they need to be putting pics out there that are the people that are within their club. Mm. Um, and, and they're the types of people that they're going to attract. And, and that's what their branding is about. And a lot of people get confused with that. They just think that because the club down the road is doing one thing, we need to be doing that too. You know, every club has different community, different culture. So therefore, every club needs different branding. Uh, yes, um, look, uh, around about three or four years ago, you started to do this. I, re I recall the, the day. Um, you got some people to do videos um, and uh, you started forgetting about all the iStock um, pictures yeah. and you had photographers coming in and, and taking photographs of, of your people and not just sort of an empty health club, but people actually are training. And then you um, did some videos and then actually had the members talking about uh, the difference it's made to them, to themselves. So almost like a testimonial, but it was yeah. um, really representing 
what the club does and it's not just a whole lot of pictures and coming for a free pass. So guys, that's a, a really valuable. And if you just did that one thing in your, in your club and your studio and even your personal training, and even, it doesn't matter whether it's a health club, it could be a real estate, get some photos of your team, get some photos of what you've done and have uh, a view in them as well. <laughs> so when it comes down to the online branding and actually uh, talking um, to people, Mel, I know that one of the things you do incredibly well is uh, talk about, let's say, um, let's, well, let's not put, wrap it up and you could be controversial. You'll actually uh, put a question out there in the marketplace and um, you stimulate conversation. And isn't it interesting? The internet's all about conversation now, not about just an opinion. So it's about creating conversation. What's some tips, tips that you could give some of the people out there, business owners, salespeople, whatever the case may be, to stimulate a conversation uh, that um, uh, gets people talking about you or what you stand for? Um, look, if you want to ask a question, just put it out there. As long as you're not vilifying anybody, put the question out there. It's great because, you know what, somebody else might be thinking about that question anyway. You know that and I know that, Steve. And so just throw it out there. What's the absolute worst scenario that can happen out of asking a controversial question? You get one less Christmas card at Christmas time. If that happens, that happens. I probably probably get that many Christmas cards at Christmas time and, and that's okay. Don't vilify people, throw the, throw the question out there, but also know that when you're putting that question out there that you have to accept the opinions and responses that come back. You have to be accountable for putting that question out there. Um, it's really important not to be a follower um, and, and to be a leader. The problem that we have now in society is that, and this is sort of leading away from your question, is that Everybody wants to be liked. Um, nobody wants to be known as that person that, that strays off a little bit or thinks different. Everybody wants to be liked. And I think it's really important that you move away from that and, and that you do say, you know what, I am that person that is going to help uh, hold people accountable. I do want to ask the questions because I want to know the answers. Because you know and I both know that at the end of the day, Every single one of us is, is accountable to the ATO, to our partners, and to our kids. Um, so I, I just think it's really important. Go out and ask the questions and don't be afraid of the responses. What more can I say about that? <laughs> well, you certainly actually do uh, create good conversations, Mel. Um, and um, I, I just want to dovetail for what you've just said. And they say that people will... Um, um, be more engaged with you if you stand for something, but they will flock to you if you, when they stand, they, when you tell them what you stand against. You might say, I stand for this, I stand for that, but I, if you say, okay, well, I stand against this, this is, this is where my position is. Is it very interesting that people actually gravitate to people that have a, a stronger stance on something? And as you correctly said, as long as it doesn't vilify anybody or hurt anybody, it's just a, an opinion, but uh, it does create presence out into the marketplace. So instead of being vanilla, making sure that you have a little bit of a, uh, an orange or a lemon twang to it, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, how are we going to think bigger and better if we're not asking the questions that people don't, that don't want to ask? Everybody wants to know the answer. People just don't want to ask the question. And it comes back to, if I ask the question, who might not like me and what will that exclude me from? All right, Mel, so I'm going to ask you a good question here. Now, you actually, one day in your life, you decided... 
I'm going to ask these questions. And it's not just in my community, in my club, because then you discovered you've got a voice globally. When, when we have that fear of saying, gee whiz, I might be vilified or someone might not like me. What, 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 what mindset did you have that you say, oh, oh, to be done with it, oh, I'm just going to do it. What needs to happen in your head to be able to do that, to make you feel confident enough to actually put your toe in that water? Um, being true to yourself, Steve. Look, to be quite honest with you, why would you worry about what other people think? If you're not hurting people, then why should you worry about what they think? Yeah, absolutely listen to what they've got to say because they've got an opinion about the question that you, that you bring up. But the question that you bring up is actually your opinion. And it's something that nothing can, that nobody can take away from us. We are all entitled to have an opinion and we're all entitled to ask the question. It's having the confidence to ask the questions. Um, and I mean this in the most, you know, in a really good way. The only people that really, really count in our life are the people that live under our roof. The people that are there for us every single day. I often say the club owners, when they're a little bit worried about asking a question of their staff, is if you went broke tomorrow, if you went broke tomorrow, would these people put food in your fridge? And often the question is no. So then ask the question. Ask the question that you're afraid to ask. All right. Well, that's good advice. And I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a sobering thought to say, hey, look, um, if I want to know an answer, obviously it doesn't hurt anybody, uh, put it out there. And um, if you don't ask, you don't find out, do, do you? Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then you just go through like wondering. And who wants to be that person lying on their deathbed, looking up at those big white lights going, I wonder, I wonder if, if, if. <laughs> All right. Well, that's food for thought. So, guys, um, what's some of the questions you'd like to ask or um, put your toe in the water and have a little bit of a voice? Having a presence online is, is an art. Um, slowly, slowly catchy monkey, so to speak. Now, I'm just going to uh, go a little bit left field here. You talked about it earlier. And uh, uh, as we said, we've had a little chat about it. But what's your thoughts about outsourcing uh, this stuff for social media, internet, video, um, uh, podcasting and so forth and getting people to help because God, I, I don't know about you, but it becomes overwhelming the amount of things that you need to be, to learn how to do. And I certainly struggle with overwhelm when, but I've now learned to actually find experts to do it. Uh, what's your thoughts about making sure that you're finding these people and investing the time and money. So you're not wasting your time doing things. Um, you have to go, you have to outsource. You're going to make more money outsourcing what you're not good at than trying to be control freak. So in the early days, I was a control freak. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to control the whole thing. I didn't want anybody to know what I was doing. And then I just thought, you know what? I'm spending more time doing the stuff that I'm not good at than doing the stuff that I'm great at. And what I'm passionate about is changing the lives of club owners and, and individuals. And I'm not going to be able to do that really, really great if I'm sitting over here trying to work out how to do graphics or how to do more text messaging or doing the stuff that doesn't interest me at all. It's not what I went into business for. I went into business to change lives, to open up the minds of club owners and to give everybody education. And I want to truly focus on that. So please outsource what you're not passionate about. Oh. When I, Steve, when I became a mum, and I changed my kids' 
I don't know, the first six or seven nappies and they were cloth nappies back in the day. I was like, I do not want to do this. This is not what I want to do. I do not want to be rinsing out dirty nappies and hanging them on the line. So I went to the supermarket and I bought disposable nappies. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my way of outsourcing motherhood. Outsourcing motherhood. So please go outsource it. There's so many talented people out there who are passionate about what they do and they could be helping you with your business. Look, I agree 100%. The only thing is make sure you go to trusted people that are already using those people to get the, the recommendation down. Um, look, Mel has a plethora of these types of people and so do I. So always feel free to give us a buzz. Now, one of your passions, uh, and you've said it a number of times today, is helping people. Now, you've done a number of things online. I'd love you to tell us um, uh, about a couple of your big rocks, what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis that actually connects with thousands of people all around the world um, and uh, what you're doing to help create those collaborations. I know there's two in particular that you're very passionate about. Um, I've got numerous, as you know, Steve, numerous Facebook pages. I've probably got too many to be quite honest with you. So I spend a lot of time sharing educational stuff across those very passionate about fitness technology. So what I'll do is I subscribe to a lot of newsletters and stuff like that. I'll find articles that I think are going to help other club owners. So I'll drop those articles into, say, the Gym Owners Business Network, which is a closed group that we have. I'll just just, just slow down because I want people to write this down. So what's it called? So we have the Gym Owners Business Network, which is a closed Facebook page. We have about 600 members on there at the moment. And so what we do is, I, besides me dropping content onto that page, what happens is a lot of the gym owners get on there and ask other gym owners questions um, about business issues they might be having. So everybody collaborates together and helps each other. Mm-hmm. And then on the more public Facebook pages, I might drop information about events I might drop information about articles. So this is all content that I've sourced out myself that I then share across all of the, the Facebook platforms. So, what's the, so just say those, the, the Facebook closed group again, they obviously have to request it. What's it called again? The Gym Owners Business Network. And, and what are the other ones that are more public? What are they called? Okay, so besides my personal Facebook page, we've got Mel Tempest which is Mel Tempest Fitness Business Podcaster and Influencer. And then we've got um, the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast. We've also got a Facebook page that is the Australian Personal Trainers and Group Fitness Instructors Facebook page. We've also got a closed group for our Women's Leadership Group, which we'll be hearing some fantastic news about forthcoming and we've also got our ignite fitness business event page for all of our events that are coming up also so let's talk about uh your podcasts now you get different types of people on your podcast it's a very giving component there so you actually uh get them having a little bit left field type conversation so you do interviews with uh, experts and and some novices too that are doing really well um and um and is, is that on a uh, is that on um, iTunes and, and uh, can people hop into that? So um, the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast is on Podbean. So you go gymowners.podbean.com. We've also got a, a website now, which also has our women's podcast. So both of those podcasts 
run on the one website, which is the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast.com. And of course, Spotify, iTunes, um, Stitcher, uh, FM Radio. So there's a whole conglomerate of um, podcast platforms that are but out there with our podcast. With your podcast, Mel, I mean, listen to what you're saying. You got, we're on this and Stitcher and Spotify and la 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 la. How did you learn how to? do something like a podcast, but actually then stick it onto all those, uh, let's say, essential platforms. How did you learn how to do that? Uh, it's funny that you uh, asked that, Steve, because I'm actually doing a podcast in the next couple of weeks to help other people start up their own podcast. <laughs> and it's really, really quite simple to do. But for me, um, the idea came from Thomas Plummer to go set up a podcast. And he helped me with the first half a dozen interviews. And so then I just went out there and I knew I had to have a platform I really didn't understand it, but you know what? I love Dr. Google because Dr. Google gave me all of the answers and that's where it all started. Well, look, uh, so we've got the, the podcast. You've got your, uh, quite a few of those Facebook pages. Uh, um, at the end of the, at the interview, we'll, we'll put a, a couple of links there so people can connect with you as well. Now, you did mention uh, the Ignite events and you've uh, uh, run them in Australia, but also overseas too. Um, tell us about those. Okay, so the Ignite Fitness Business events we launched uh, last year here in Australia and you spoke at our first one in February in Melbourne. And so what the actual events are, we've set up. So there'll be four to eight roundtables depending on how many people are at the event. Each roundtable runs for 20 to 30 minutes. Each roundtable is hosted by an expert. So in Melbourne, we had, of course, yourself, we had um, Dennis Hosking and we had the Coaching Zone crew. We had Ed from Evolt. And what they do is they get, there's 10 people sitting on the round table and they discuss business. And the great thing about our Ignite Fitness Business Roundtables is because they're limited to 10 people per table, I as a delegate can come along and I can ask more personalised questions that relate to my business. Unfortunately, as you know, in bigger fitness business events, Sometimes as a delegate, we can get lost in the crowd and we don't get that one-on-one -on -one contact with the speaker. So this allows people to come along for a full day event and they move from round table to round table with different hosts and they get different education. We also introduce the uh, Ignite five minute presentation. So they're a little bit like the TEDx talk styles where a speaker gets up for five minutes, 20 slides, flipping through every 15 seconds, and they're able to discuss a topic that they're passionate about. And what we'll be launching in 2020 is our piranha pitches. So our piranha pitches are, let's say Steve's got a great new product that he wants to sell. You get up, you've got five minutes to pitch your product to the audience. So we'll be running the round tables, the TEDx style presentations, and the piranha pitches. Wow. And we'll be running those, Steve, over our Ignite Fitness Business event, but also running them similar in our Women's Leaders Fitness Business event. Wow. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I think we'll start again. Good morning. Good morning. Today is going to be fast and quick. Make sure you take lots of notes. Make sure you have an action plan. And make sure you have a great day and a network with tons of people. It doesn't matter if you've been in your business for two minutes or 20 years. These principles start now. 
But these are your hosts on the table. Get to know them, get their business cards, ask them any questions that you like. They are here to educate you, inform you, and give you tools to take home. May the force be with you and go. Everything you've ever dreamed of that you wish you had is so much closer when you know exactly what it takes to get there. You are all entitled to aspire to be more than what you are today. This will truly revolutionise your business from tomorrow. Not next week, but from tomorrow. Ignite is passion, it's knowledge. There were a lot of notes taken, um, there were a lot of uh, you know, great discussions uh, and it was full of people in the room that chose to be here, chose to be part of something new and were willing to help each other. They weren't keeping things in, it was an open forum where everyone was able to share information and learn from other people. And that's why we're all here today. And it is my destiny, not a dream, it's not a goal, that is a fact. That's why we do the things that we do, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for attending today and I'll see you all real soon. And it all started from you started saying, well, I want to make a difference to people out there in the marketplace, get a voice. And now you've uh, started all these events. So you've certainly actually got a presence out there, Mel. And uh, uh, you've actually had not just online, but you've now taken it into, into events and, and, had, and made it quite unique. And there's no one else doing it that way. So when it comes down to strategy, getting out there in the marketplace, uh, having a voice, Let's say you're a health club owner, you're a personal trainer, or a business owner in general. Always like to finish off our little interviews with a big rock. A big rock, uh, let's say, advice from someone that has done it. And uh, you've done the hard yards and also you've done the, the high yards. So if you could give some advice to a, either a person in business or a person that's working in a business and they want to have a voice, they want to have some presence out there in the marketplace and, uh, you know, tell people things and get out there and do the damage, what would it be? Be consistent. Don't be afraid. Lead. Don't follow. Always have the same message. Don't change your message. But be true to you. Have great business ethics. And always remember where you came from and never lose faith in what you believe in. Well, very wise and... Uh... I love the way you see from the first day I met you uh, to today, um, you still are congruent with your passion about where you're going um, and your vision has become very, very specific now and uh, you're helping a lot of people, Mel. So congratulations on, on your success. Your club's doing brilliantly, uh, but also all your events and taking globally and, uh, and, and getting a voice and uh, maybe being a bit of a, let's say, an agitator to get people talking. So. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, look, thank you very much, Steve. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And I just want to say thank you, Steve Jensen, for being such a, a Mel fan and helping me through my journey over the last 15 years. <laughs> it's been a great journey. Uh, and we, we'll, I'm sure we'll be playing lots of times together in the future. We now, will be. <laughs> I like making sure that everyone knows how to get in contact uh, with our experts. So, if someone wants to get hold of you to maybe get some help with setting up a podcast or getting some help and, and maybe becoming a speaker for Ignite or, or maybe getting interviewed by you by being considered or uh, maybe even um, finding your, uh, let's say, community, how can they get hold of you? The best place, Steve, is maltempest.net. 
Uh, Jack Lee has just revamped the website. So I would love to hear everybody's feedback. So jump on to maltempest.net. And also, we're just about to release volume three of the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast digital publication. So if they jump on, they'll also get a free copy of that. Terrific. All right, guys. How good was that? Um, listening to somebody that's actually done it. And, uh, and, and by the way, it hasn't always been easy for Mel, but she's, uh, she's actually a winner and always stays true. I strongly recommend that you click some of the links we'll put under uh, the posts. Um, and I'm sure that when Mel sends it out, it will be too. Uh, always good. Mel's always good to have a chat with, but she's uh, also a great connector and has been um, in the industry, the fitness industry for a very long time. So make sure that you took lots of notes, put it into practice. And as, as we always say, you've got impact for the learning, you've got the repetition, and then the utilization, and then it's the implementation. What are you going to do after listening to this interview? If you don't do anything, it was just nice sitting down having a cup of tea. Let us know. Put some comments underneath. I'm Dr. J, and I'll talk to you when you're a bit older. Bye for now. Thank you.